Welcome to Believer Readers to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here's a guy who would never team up with me and then just abandon me. My always there, all the time, never absent friend, Eddie. How are you doing today, Eddie? I'm doing great, James B. Got my hot cup of tea over here, ready to look over some Spider-Man and podcast. Well, I never have a cup of tea with me, but I'm always ready to podcast. And we've got to do a triple set of Marvel team-ups today, and we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to jump right into it with our next Marvel team-up issue called As Those Who Will Not See. Uh, Picking up at the conclusion of Marvel Team-Up 5, Spider-Man is now alone with the Puppet Master. After the Vision hightailed it out without even a thank you. Um, I didn't realize until I was reading this, but they probably wanted Vision to get out really quickly, Eddie, uh, before the thing arrived. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, As I mentioned in episode 70, when we reviewed Marvel Team-Up 5 with Ian Cooper, uh, Alicia Masters is there and explains to Spider-Man that the Puppet Master is her stepfather, and unlike in many stories, they do love each other. Uh, Often step-parents are sort of evil in tales like this. Excellent point about that. Well, don't get too comfortable, because the origin story of the Puppet Master unfolds in Marvel Team-Up 6. It turns out the Puppet Master was jealous of his science partner, Jacob, who had a loving wife and child. One day, in a fit of jealousy, the Puppet Master struck and killed Jacob at the lab. While they were fighting, the radioactive clay got more dangerous and exploded. Eddie, did you want to jump in here? Why don't you uh, get back to the summary? Okay, well, the girl was blind, and that's, of course, Alicia. And a year later, uh, her mother married the Puppet Master and then later passed away without ever knowing what really happened. So now the Puppet Master thinks he can reverse her blindness back at the old lab. Uh, this is super interesting for a Marvel team-up. Uh, you know, I'm starting to think these these books are a bit underrated. James B. Uh, yes, Eddie? I really like this part of the story. What about you? Yeah, it's a great origin story. I'm surprised it's here and not in the Fantastic Four. I mean, Spider-Man is willing to give the Gibbon four pages in his book. The Fantastic Four couldn't give an actual important villain like the Puppet Master a few pages in their own book. They had to do it in a Marvel team-up. But I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I kind of wonder if he could make a good hero, if he's the kind of villain that could work for good. And uh, Why not? Well, I'll tell you why not. It's because the Puppet Master has his lab trapped. He avoids the pulse beam which hits our heroes. So apparently he is still mostly evil. Uh, To further the point, the puppet master has been sharing his lair with the mad thinker. (laughs) Another Fantastic Four villain. The villains release traps against Spider-Man and the thing who avoid spikes and cages and being trapped. And there's a giant robot, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The villains have some conflict. And in the end, um, they don't fight each other so much as Spider-Man comes in and kind of defeats them both before they can really battle. Uh, The book, though, ends with an explosion, seemingly killing both enemies inside. Okay, Eddie, how did you like Spider-Man with The Thing and Alicia Masters? At least this issue doesn't have the human torch in it. Yes, we're always thankful when we don't see Johnny Storm. Um, You know what? We're just going to jump right into the next one. And this one uh, is called The Mighty Army of the Mole Man. Uh, At the Bugle... 
Peter hears J. Jonah Jameson talking on the phone about a series of robberies of citizens where the robber disappears quickly. Peter decides to go investigate as Spider-Man. Uh, Spidey is swinging through the city when he hears a cry for help, thinking it's a typical robbery and that the culprit has gone into the sewers. He climbs into the darkness only to find it's actually some of the moment's henchmen. Eddie, Marvel team-up is really starting to feel like the Fantastic Four teams up with Spider-Man. I believe in every single issue so far has had at least one Fantastic Four member or villain in the issue. That's pretty good insight. Did Ian Cooper tell you to say that? Yeah, Ian Cooper was on point, but no, I'm sure he's at home thinking the same thing, though. Um, anyway, Spider-Man follows the henchman and finds a pile of stolen items, uh, presumably from Midtown citizens. He's trying to be quiet when he stirs up some bats. Spider-Man actually fires off a few web bats to battle with the real bats in this issue. Is this Spider-Man or Batman, Eddie? That's what I was thinking, too. Meanwhile, Thor has returned from battling the living monolith in his own comic series and is returning to an underground temple to restore some artifact that the monolith had taken. Uh, the Mole Man sees this on his monitor and tells his goons to get the artifact. Uh, finally, we get the villain and Thor 13 pages into this issue. Is there anything you want to add here or should I just keep moving? Why don't you get back to the summary? Well, that's good because it's basically over. Um, after a four-page battle with the Mole Man, Thor shows up again and helps handle the horde of Underdwellers. They take the artifact back from the Mole Man and put it back in place. And Spider-Man and Thor drag the loot in a giant web and drop it in front of two policemen, leaving it for them to sort out. Um, these Marvel team-up issues, Eddie, really end suddenly with just one person leaving. Uh, Spider-Man took off on Johnny Storm back in Marvel Team-Up 2. The Vision just left Spidey alone without a thank you in Marvel Team-Up 5. And here, both heroes leave the police to sort things out. Uh, first appearance of a Spider-Man sack that I can recall. And of course, we have web bats. Uh, tell me something you want to talk about. I wish there were more web bats in this issue. Hooray for web bats. Um, James B., what did you think about this issue in general? Yes, hooray for web bats. Um, I knew you'd enjoy that part. Hey, I feel like if they didn't have as many henchmen, they wouldn't need Thor at all in this issue. His big job was flying these stolen items in a sack like Santa Claus. James B., is it time for a sponsor? Uh, yes, it is. Um, do you, are you ready now or do you need a break? Hold on for a moment. I need to get another cup of tea like Professor Jorgensen. We are never going to hear the end of Professor Jorgensen jokes. You've got like one guy who drinks tea in a Spider-Man comic, and we're going to hear it over and over again. Um, now, I know Professor Jorgensen is who you go to all the time for your cup of tea jokes, but Eddie, when it comes to delivery services, you have a lot of choices. Uh, DoorDash, Uber, Amazon, but now the quickest delivery service is the cheapest. It's called Uberro. That's right, with Uburo, your items will be delivered right into your basement. No need to worry about bad weather or traffic to slow things down. Uh, also, payment can easily be taken just in the form of other items in your basement. Uh, Uburo employees won't bother you with chit-chat and they rarely kidnap your children. Try Uburo today. NerdWallet rates them 4.5 stars out of 5. Discounts for senior citizens and important people. Eddie, are you going to contact the Mole Man and have his henchmen show up with the new Uberro service next time you need a delivery? 
You know, James B, I'm not terribly interested in this service. It sounds maybe a little dangerous and not suited for my household. <laughs> hey, just one more thing. Uh, perhaps it wasn't clear. These guys don't have to deal with traffic. They don't have to deal with inclement weather. They can just bam, pop up at your house. You know, if your kid's sitting downstairs having a tea party and they break their teacup and you're like, oh, I got to order from Amazon Prime. Well, you put it in order. It takes a long time. These guys, boom, right in the room with your daughter. Bam, they can they can hand her the teacup and she's back to playing Professor Jorgensen right there. You sure? One more chance because you could say something nice right now if you want. Uh, I'm afraid not. I, I'm just not interested. Okay, I guess I'll just move on. Next Marvel team-up is called A Hitch in Time. Peter Parker saves a woman from a mugging while Thor watches from above. Something strange starts to happen in the sky, and Thor entraps Peter and himself inside a safe area as their surroundings get frozen in time. Peter changes into Spider-Man as Krillik the Cruel leads an army to attack the defenseless Earth using a magic crystal. Thor and Spider-Man stop him, but Krillik fades away. Eddie, whenever a big hero shows up, Spider-Man gets involved in time travel and other worldly stuff, but he seems way out of his element. Do you think this issue is going to be all about Thor, basically? I'm not sure about that, James B. Why don't you uh, get back to the summary? Okay, it's not a long one anyway. Uh, Thor and Spidey go to the Avengers Mansion, where Spider-Man uses science, which I know makes you happy, to get the machines working so they can follow Krillik the Cruel's flight path by tracking this crystal. Thor and Spidey travel 10 million miles away via Thor's powers. Spidey to Asgard, where he fights Krillik's minions for four pages, and Thor to Krillik's homeworld, having a similar battle. Aunt May's heart couldn't handle all this excitement. It appears he is projecting his astral form in one place and his body in another. At one point, Spidey hits Krillik while he's on Asgard, <coughs> but he feels it on his homeworld, <coughs> which leads to his defeat. It is rather confusing until the Watcher shows up to take back the stolen crystal that made this wacky adventure happen. At least Thor and Spidey do not abandon each other or leave the police a bunch of stuff to deal with. Brilliant point! Anything else about this issue? At least this issue doesn't have the Human Torch in it. Nope, just another Thor issue. In fact, this might be the first one we've talked about that doesn't have anybody from the Fantastic Four in it. Okay, let's do things a little different today. Let's do the uh, part of the close now. Eddie, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. Or you could message us there. And you can email us at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Great. Now, this is the April Fool's episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. So I wanted to let you know, Eddie, uh, that there are two fun tricks that we did in this issue. One that you know and one that you don't know. I'm going to give the listeners uh, through the close to think about it. And then I'm going to reveal the two fun things we did in this issue. So, listeners, uh, um, I'm James B. joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners... It doesn't always take a Mysterio episode. He's trying to squash me. To have fake things going on. Goodbye. Goodbye.
All right, listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us till after the break. Hopefully you've been working on our question, which is what was fake? And it's time now to tell you that one of the three issues was not real. Was it the one involving the thing and the puppet master? Was it the one involving Thor and the Mole Man? Or was it the one involving Thor and Krellick the Cruel? It's up to you to decide. You'll have 30 seconds before the reveal. Good luck. The fake episode was The Mighty Army of the Mole Man. That is not an issue. The first one with the Puppet Master, as those who will not see, is Marvel Team-Up 6. And A Hitch in Time involving Thor and Krellick the Cruel is Marvel Team-Up 7. As far as the other fake thing, just go ahead and drop us a line with your guests and we'll let you know if you're right. Wow, we're going to be done in under 14 minutes. That's definitely a Let's Read Spider-Man record. See you guys later and thanks. Oh, and have a great April Fool's Day.